True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. Unseen things seen by people who catch shit for seeing them. Have you ever seen a ghost? Maybe an angel. Have you ever flown in your dreams? What about having premonitions that come true? To what degree do you really believe in magic or the metaphysical? And most importantly, how ready are you to share with others the things that you see? Today, I want to focus on you and those like us who catch shit for seeing things that on some level you're not supposed to see. It's a problem. It really is. Often people seeing unseen things catch shit for seeing them think that they're crazy. I help a lot of people get in touch with their own spirituality. I have for over two decades. <laughs> Believe me, you don't stand in front of the room speaking, giving presentations and retreats as a spiritual channel without the potential to catch flack. Evidently, it's a part of human nature. In this podcast, I want to address that you're not crazy if you're seeing shit. <laughs> there it is again. The second time, or maybe the third time that I've used that word. And to be fair, you should be warned. I'm going to use it again and again. Not as a curse word, but as an expletive to accentuate the color or the essence of this feeling. I sincerely hope that you're not offended by my use of the word. But being spiritual isn't like trying to be liked or trying to fit in, as you'll soon see. As an example, let me share with you this true account. I was boarding a plane in the last leg of uh, having given many speaking engagements. I was flying home. It had been almost a week straight of speaking, visiting several Southern California cities, and I was channeling for scores and scores of people, and frankly, I was just tired. The flight was from Burbank to Phoenix, a short hop of about an hour, and all I wanted was a comfortable seat, an aisle seat, my favorite, and to sit quietly, peacefully, and frankly, not to speak to anybody. As soon as I boarded the plane, <laughs> I knew I had a problem because there were people everywhere. The plane was busy as, well, the 101 freeway or the Hollywood freeway. I was wearing really dark sunglasses, not really to hide, but just to discourage you know, anyone from wanting to engage. I was really that tired. The plane was quickly filling, and I begrudgingly asked if I could sit in the middle seat between this large athletic guy and an older woman. The dude really didn't say anything beyond standing up and granting me passage while also communicating nonverbally that he too would have preferred to keep his middle seat free. I nodded without necessarily creating eye contact, and I scooted in, sat down in the middle seat, took a breath, and then a woman who was looking out the window then noticed and saw me and said, hello. I was tired, but I didn't want to be rude, so I said, hello, back. But not necessarily in a voice tone that would encourage, you know, continued conversation. My desire to not talk to anybody wasn't necessarily going to plan. 
The woman near the window asked me the inevitable. What do you do? She asked. I sat back in my tiny seat, slumped back as much as I could with my Ray-Bans facing forward, and said rather loudly, I see and talk to dead people. <laughs> the statement evidently caught the attention of the dude to my right. He turned a little towards me, curiously now listening in. Truthfully, my response probably caught the attention of several rows of people, as I might have spoken it a little too loud, <laughs> like I was still speaking into an audience in front of the room. The lady sat nearest to the window turned away. My response seemed to have worked as she was looking outside, confused and a little disjointed about my being able to talk to dead people. And just as I was about to shut my eyes, she started laughing and she turned to me and she said, you're kidding, right? <laughs> you're kidding. And I said, no, I'm not. I do talk to dead people. I've been speaking in San Diego, Carlsbad, Manhattan Beach, Malibu and Hollywood. And now I'm on my way home after having given several presentations and personal sessions. Without really thinking, the woman said emphatically, I don't believe in that. I tightly said, but hopefully not too rudely. Ma'am, I'm not asking for your approval. You asked me what I do, and I told you. She then turned back to the window, maybe hoping for some solace there. And and I was thinking, well, maybe, just maybe my sharp tongue and my Ray-Bans <laughs> would prevent any further dialogue. It didn't. She turned again towards me like she was now trying to convince me that I couldn't do what I do and that she needed to let me know. Can you feel me? <laughs> Unseen things seen by people who catch shit for seeing them. I didn't do anything. I wasn't coming onto the plane wearing some big bold t-shirt that said, Weston Jolly, the world's greatest clairvoyant and clairaudient is a medium to the metaphysical world. I was just a clean-cut guy wearing sunglasses wanting to get home after a long trip. Have I got your attention? There may be a part of you that wants to address all of this cool, metaphysical, seeing angels and talking to dead people stuff, but only if you don't get hurt. Yes, I did use the word hurt. And if you're now aware that you're trying not to get hurt, it makes perfect sense why you spend so much time trying to protect yourself. In this podcast, I want to address that fear within you, the one that keeps you from seeing the unseen stuff that you say that you want to see. How do I know? I can't tell you the number of people who have told me that they wish that they have my gifts. I really can't tell you how many. And if you're interested in expanding your gifts, then I'm going to share with you a little secret. <laughs> well, it's not a secret because I want you to know. If you really want to see, hear, and feel spiritual stuff beyond, I'll teach you. If you don't want, then you better turn this shit off really quick. <laughs> I hope you don't because I have a great deal to share with you on all levels, spiritually, emotionally, and of course, physically as well. So how is it that seeing and listening to dead people could create such a response from someone sitting next to me in a plane? It's easy. My abilities somehow scared her. She was frightened, and thus her reaction was one of trying to protect herself. Here's the deal. Even though that you're here and listening, there's some part of you, too, that wonders if tapping into places unseen is safe. I know that some part of you knows that, but then maybe there's another part of you that doesn't. 
I'm a big fan in tuning into the Christ energy. I am. And I'm sharing this not to appease you if this is your faith, because in integrity, I'm able, and I do, tap into all kinds of other ascended masters. And I equally enjoy doing so. Truth is, I love it all. So, why would I ever deny myself? Why would I deny my being a professional psychic, medium, and spiritual channel of over 22 years? Well, I have. (laughs) I'm glad that you laughed at my boldness in telling a stranger that I speak to dead people. As you know, it's not always easy being different or having gifts, intuitive, psychic, or otherwise, because, well, sometimes you're treated like an outcast. But this is the whole point. Did you come here to fit in and to be, well, like everybody else? How can you change the world this way? Even if you're listening to this podcast thinking that you don't have, well, any special metaphysical gifts, consider this. Physically, scientists throughout history have been making endless contributions to change our world by seeing the unseen things. Much of the time, catching shit for it. So even if you're approaching the subject from a purely physical perspective, Why would anyone proposing a theorem have to take shit for it? Consider this theorem. Does the inertia of a body depend upon its energy content? Do you recognize the proposal? It's important. So let me give you a couple hints. As your first hint, this idea, does the inertia of a body depend upon its energy content, was, well, presented a century ago. And as a second hint, this weird teenager dreamed of seeing unseen things while chasing a beam of light. (laughs) Sounds like this individual could be a little high or something, right? (laughs) Let me give you one more clue. I'm going to give you one more clue, and then I'm going to share a quick message about a new spiritual online course that I know that you're going to want to join. Okay, here's the third clue. In the last one before we listen to our special message, this person said, quote, it is the supreme art of the teacher to awaken joy in creative expression and knowledge. Okay, you can be thinking about your answer while I share with you this quick message about the secrets of free writing, and then I'll give you the answer as soon as we come back. Hey, I'd like to introduce you to secrets of free writing. Secrets of Free Writing is a new, magical, spiritual online course designed to give you direct access to Source. Never has there been a spiritual tool that combines meditation and automatic writing and free writing together like Secrets of Free Writing. Learn to channel and get direct spiritual messages with Secrets of Free Writing. Nothing has transformed my life more than what's in this course. Take it upon yourself to go to the next level. Buy Secrets of Free Writing now at westonjolly.com. Click on Products and look for Secrets of Free Writing. Okay, what's the answer to the question? Beginning at 16 years of age, this young man thought about traveling with light and later proposed his seeing the unseen things in a paper called Does the inertia of a body depend upon its energy content? The date of this report of the unseen things was 1905, which everyone knows by the simple formula E equals MC squared. 
That's right. Albert Einstein put forth one of the most important discoveries on the planet. Surely, he must have been immediately recognized and celebrated, right? Not necessarily. Not everyone embraced his seeing shit. (laughs) And certainly his method of chasing light through space, which everyone now calls elegantly a thought experiment. Interesting language to make it sound so scientific. But what if it was said that Einstein went out of body to chase a light beam through space? Wouldn't that be accurate too? My point is, we can see the non-acceptance, even in the way Einstein came up with the theory E equals MC squared. And did you know that this formula, E equals MC squared, wasn't scientifically or mathematically proven until 103 years later? So here you are, wanting to be more spiritual and all, and yet you might be faced with denial, disbelief, anger, and maybe even hatred for seeing the unseen things. In essence, you may be catching shit for seeing things that are unseen by people who can't see them. You're going to ask why people will give you shit for seeing, knowing, or feeling unseen things that they can't see. So let's appease this part of you and let's drop a few reasons why this happens. And I'm just going to list a few. The first one, people are usually uncomfortable with what they think that they know. What they don't know often creates fear. The next point. Disbelief comes in many forms, ultimately with something like, if I can't see it, then you can't see it. Then I can even get further escalated to an angry rebuttal like, prove it. Personal character is really often attacked with an intention to pressure you to doubt or even deny what you've seen. It would seem that those who can't see the unseen things want you also not to see them. This is done, of course, so that you stop expressing them. Another point or another reason why is for reasons of complete and utter fear of the unknown. Even in my choice to facilitate others, how many times have I heard someone come to me in a personal session and say, I don't want to see something bad? Another reason might be if you're seeing something prophetic. It's really scary because you can see the unseen things of the future. And If you're seeing something in the past, an event, or even communicating with the dead, there's a lot of room for disbelief and denial. Clearly, there are a lot of things that could be added to the list as to why people don't want you to see, but nothing is greater than this one. Unseen things seen by people who catch shit for seeing them starts with you. You are the ultimate naysayer to your spiritual gifts. If you all come to my next Hawaii retreat, then you're going to find yourself surrounded by the most diverse and loving people that you can imagine. And in this environment, you're going to find yourself feeling super comfortable and relaxed and seeing all the unknown things that you want to be seeing, right? (laughs) But what happens when you're in an environment that isn't so supportive? Unseen things seen by people who catch shit for seeing them isn't about having to take flack for seeing unseen things. No, not at all. I'm only sharing this with you because it's a natural part of your own biology. And there's a part of you that would want to deny it. Maybe you've been taking crap all of your life for seeing things that other people just can't seem to see. Odds are great that you're trying to fit in with your family, your school, community, or even with your personal relationships. 
that you've taken flack for things that you observe that others don't. I help a lot of people who wonder if they're crazy, balanced, got both oars in the water because of their spiritual gifts. So let's take a quick deep dive into why your own mind-body is working against you. Here we go. Have you ever experienced a miracle? Can you prove it? Here's one for you. When I was living in Scottsdale, I was very frustrated and upset about a house remodel that we were working on. There was one part of it that was holding us up, and I I couldn't get a sheet metal fabricator to make the AC ducting quickly enough and was holding up the whole project and was costing us money. Actually, I was standing out in the backyard frustrated and mad about the company and, of course, the delay. At that moment, a bird flew onto the wooden fence directly in front of me. I could feel the bird. To be honest, I could feel and see the energy of the bird while it flew down to the fence like a big swish of paint had been put on a large white canvas when the bird landed. You couldn't miss it. I knew the bird had a spiritual message for me, but I was in no mood. After a beat, I asked, Do you have a message for me? The bird said, Yes. In a childish, sarcastic tone, I said, Well, if that's true... Come closer to me and tell me. No sooner than I said this within myself, the bird flew from the wooden fence and landed about an inch or two from my feet, cocked his head, looked straight at me with one eye and said, is this close enough? The message of encouragement was delivered and I was really humbled to be a part of the process yet again. And right after the bird flew off, having delivered a rather long and heartfelt message that was truly inspirational beyond my issue with the uh, build on, I was actually embarrassed that I'd been so snooty. If you were to ask me in this moment, could I prove to you what I physically saw? I can't. If a video did record the event, it wouldn't be able to record the sound. Why? Because there wasn't any physical sound, which makes the whole scene incomplete. So if a video recorder did record the event, All you'd see is a strange bird flying from the fence to my feet and staying there for quite a while. Could I be setting myself up to take flack by sharing this true event? Ask me if I care. (laughs) I really don't. What I mean is I'm happy to take a polygraph for you. But in the end, you still get to deny my seeing and hearing the unseen things. This is key. What I do want to put your attention on is this singular key. The point is that somewhere in each of us, we can deny, reject, call crazy that which is. Within minutes after the bird having landed at my feet from the fence and delivering its rather divine metaphysical message, exactly as I described, my mind started tearing apart that I hadn't really seen or had heard the unseen. My internal propaganda machine was in full force. You know, and this kind of reminds me of real witnesses who were interviewed only minutes after John F. Kennedy's assassination. These people authoritatively challenged these witnesses that you did not see what they saw and they did not hear what they heard. Now, mind you, if you were physically standing at the parade and you saw what you saw, seeing JFK and his wife, how could it be possible for you to not hear or to not see what you saw? This is what I want to highlight in Unseen Things 
seen by people who get shit for seeing them. Like I said, this happens on a biological level. The shell or the ego within you denies the very existence of anything extraordinary. This means the physical as much as it does the spiritual. Anything that this illusionary part of you that it doesn't control or understand, the propaganda machine within you will deny it all. This means that you're going to catch flack for seeing the unseen things. It's not a maybe. It's an absolute. The catch is not giving this noise any consideration. I told you that I don't care if you believe what I shared about the bird on the fence and its message. And in turn, I don't care what my shell or ego has to say about it either. This can be stated eloquently in the following channeling. But before I share it with you, remember what I said earlier about a young boy chasing light into space asking for illumination from the universe. He got it. He shared it. 103 years later, did Einstein's E equals MC squared get formally proven? Let me also share with you that Mr. Einstein didn't need the physical proof that came way after his death. This desire to ride the light created answers to his questions. Think about the light and more as I now share with you the channeling and conclusion of unseen things seen by people who catch shit for seeing them. The messengers have a special place in the universal world. They are the means in which decisions, guidance, and direction is offered to those who aren't really paying that much attention. Too often, they are called upon to be bodyguards, offering only protection. If it could only be understood that a spirit does not need to be protected, because what could possibly happen to spirit in its eternal form? The answer is nothing. So for spiritual forms, angels, to be called upon to protect is age old in its consideration and choice, but it's without merit in terms of their potential. Angels are here to serve and to communicate and guide as we are communicating through the one that gives this dialogue voice. We are one with all. To understand this is to enable yourselves beyond the need to be constantly protected. Like children that need the guidance and protection of a watchful parent, we are here. But not solely for this purpose. We wish to share. We wish to be released from the predominant role as the protector. We wish to illuminate with endless knowledge, happiness, peace, joy, and abundance. These things are not beliefs, but truth that you, as in you, the individual listening, can hear, but most importantly, feel our presence. For you to deny us is to deny yourselves. We understand the nature of your perceived separation, for we have created it, not necessarily as an obstacle, but as a means for you to enjoy the perception of an individual experience. As you come to understand yourself, you will notice the inconsistencies in trying to remain separate. In essence, you'll feel, again, by design, the imbalance of your separated state. Any state of separation is made through free will choice. Our point is that you're always empowered. Free will choice is offered as one of our most powerful tools in extending to you complete and utter freedom to choose anything of your desire, 
again, without limits. As you see yourself with the power of free will choice, again, you can exercise your desire in any direction that you choose. To see yourself is the ultimate choice because it allows you the beauty of understanding how and why you've been created. Most are only aware that they are the product of their biological parents that created them. And with this nearsightedness, they are limited. Limited to the parents and to the lineage of the family that is going only one way, which is backwards in time. This is interesting to notice because, of course, time isn't real. If time were real, by design or concept, it would have to work in both directions. It most certainly could not be something that would be limited to looking backwards only. For you to see the unseen truth within you and us, it isn't something that you need to be condemned for. The supposed mysteries of the earth are explored by seeing these unseen things. Go beyond your traditions, even your own experiences, to enable knowledge. Everything is before you, because we hide nothing. You would do well to spend a moment with the fact that nothing is hidden from you. If you think that things have been and or are being hidden, it's because of your free will choice to remain separate. If indeed you're interested in seeing more, you must go beyond the fears that you will be smitten or prosecuted for the things that are revealed to you in this state of openness or consciousness. To believe is to practice a thought which may or may not have any basis in truth. To exist in truth is to remove the blindness so that you can and do see. As soon as this is chosen, you may be dealt with a blow by the gatekeeper of your perceived identity that this information is invalid, nonsensical, irrational, and therefore warrants none of your focused attention. Regarding this internal messaging system, which continually broadcasts its own propaganda that you are to be protected by the author of separation, the ego or the shell, then you become entrapped. When you submit to the little mind within, then you are limited. Your path is limited and your experiences are limited. This is done by the shell and the ego, of course, to garner power of the unlimited connection and to use it predominantly for the sense of self. This is done so frequently and so commonly that almost all of you are familiar with someone who position themselves as powerful versus another who serves the greater whole. There are times whereby those who collaborate with others is seen as heroic. At other times, this conscious contribution of serving the whole is seen as an enemy of the state, as labeled by those of you who wish to direct or control such powers. The self-serving are interested in only harvesting your energy. This is most interesting, that you would disable yourself to the point of being an energetic source for another. We compliment those of you who unify to serve one another, not because of obligation, but because you find a desire to express in this familiar way. As you help one another, you become reminded of a bigger force and how the energy can be directed. Many and human-based organizational structures desire to place themselves at the top of the pyramid to be seen as the one that is the most powerful. To properly reconstruct your proper sense of self, you must go beyond the individual thought and material-based choices. To engage here is to participate in a place of completion. Is it not complete to be in the presence of the light?
Light is extended to you, which is, of course, illumination, which comes in infinite forms, one of which is knowledge. For you to be illuminated by the light, you must come away from the darkness of hiding. No more hiding from your true self, which drives you to become more consciously aware. This is desired. To see yourself more than an individual or a set of cells embodied as a person is to disable that which isn't to that which is. Feel that which has been spoken. Can you not feel the empowerment to work, contribute, and be greater than your own perceived self? Extract from this language the energy that does fall upon you in the same way that all biology is affected by the light. There is so much for you to see. These unseen things are not hidden. They are made apparent in your desire to be aware and to use in your state of openness to remember your true self and your purpose in creating a physical presence. You are not limited to your body, this perception of time, and by those things that you don't think that you have. Imagine how the world changes instantly upon the understanding that you have everything. If indeed you are able to see these unseen things, then open yourself to see, to have answers provided and given to you in the abundance of all. Rejoice that you are free to choose anything of your own delight. Be free to experience yourself in the ways that you have been hesitant to see because of your free will choice to not see the things unseen. If you choose to participate, to listen and to watch, we will provide you everything, revealing all to you. Yes, it is exceedingly powerful. And we are most interested in what you will do. Will you choose to see the unseen things? Or will you be ashamed to see that which is yours to see, understand and know? Go beyond your sense of self and realize that we are here to be seen not as some invisible force, but as one that is seen as clearly as the sun permeates the darkness. It's your choice to see and become one or remain in the dark. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.